everybody. What's going on? Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meany, not riding solo today. That's right. It is indeed a happy Friday. We have Cam Stewart hanging by two games to break down in the NHL. But first, I want to talk about Prize Picks. If you're just new to the show, I mean, listen, we appreciate you finding it for the first time. If that is the case, we want you to subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. All three of us here, Cam and Maddie Bass, we were just talking about all the great content here on the Mayo Media Network. So if you were subscribed, you're going to get the content right away. And there's other people on this network giving great prize picks. So if you're new to prize picks, you can mix, mix and match across all the sports that you love. I always say this, they are all happening. They really are all happening. We I mean, golf here in the weekend. We have NBA, NHL playoffs. There's a handful of games around the diamond in baseball. And you can just mix and match across all the different sports. If you use the promo code, the link inside the description of this video, a 100% first deposit match for first-time users. So check that out and have some fun here with Prize Picks. There's a lot here that they have to offer in the NHL, despite there only being two games. They have shot props up already. There'll be some save props a little bit later on in the day. So I'll circle back here if you have any questions before puck drop. So there's a couple that stand out to me, very similar from game one between the Montreal Canadiens and the Winnipeg Jets. I talked about Kyle Connor and Tyler Toffoli. I'm going to come off Toffoli a little bit, but I like Kyle Connor here at 3.6. And I also like Jeff Petrie. I mentioned Jeff Petrie in Wednesday's video, but first let's talk about Connor. So against the Canadians this season, he's got seven goals, 11 points in 10 games, 30 shots on goal. He had a goal on four shots in game one. He played 23 minutes. He has at least three shots in six of his 10 games. Why three shots? Well, why am I bringing that up to you? Because over at Prize Picks, the shot prop is three. So you get that push. If he gets to three, you're going to get a lot of ice time here with no Shifley in the lineup. I like the over three, and I like the over 3.6. I mean, this is a guy who's coming in pretty hot. Seven goals, 11 points over his last eight games. At least three shots in seven of his last eight games as well. So give me the over on Kyle Connor at 3.6, and give me the over on Petrie at three. We talked about him on Wednesday at 2.9. I don't think I sold it enough. There's a difference between playing the Leafs and playing the Jets. Montreal, their defense, not really holding the puck, having to defend all the time. Things are a little bit open here against the Jets, and you saw it. In the first round against Toronto in seven games, Montreal's defense had two points. They had six in game one. They were able to open things up a little bit. Petrie's got 15 blocks, 18 shots, just the two assists. He had an assist in the last game against the Jets. So I like him at that point. I think he can block a couple of shots, get some power play time. If he gets an assist, we're definitely going to get there. And then if you wanted to get a forward, it would be to Foley at 3.4, six points in eight games, uh, his last eight games rather. And just against the Jets, he's been good. 10 points in as many games, 29 shots. And he's got 15 points over his last 20 games and 18 points over that span as well. So lots to be had at prize picks, including the shot props. Max Pacioretty's at three. Marshall so is two and a half. Connor at three, Rantan at three and a half, Makara two and a half. I like the over on all of those players. So check out prizepicks.com and follow the link inside the description of this video. Let's get after today. Cam Stewart, happy Friday, buddy. What's up, man? Beanie, nice to see you. I haven't seen you yes. since uh, the old Leafs collapse there. Me and Matt Best, not too happy. But anyway, hey, we get used to disappointments. When you're a fan of the blue and white, you're always used to disappointments and getting let down. But I will say this, you talked about mixing sporks and what are you going to do this week? You might have a few beers. I'm not going to say get into the Coke rack, but Jason Coke rack. Whoa, yeah. He got it done for all our golf fans out there. Thank you, Coke. 
poke rack. When I lost money on the Leafs, you came through to replenish my account with good golf monies. Meanie, I love what you're saying about Kyle Connor, my friendly ginger friend for the Winnipeg Jets. I expect him to do some really good things. University of Michigan product. He's one of my favorite players on the team. And great call by you. Without Shifley, he's going to have to carry the load. I know Ehlers is a sniper, but Kyle Connor's one of those guys. If they want to stay in the series, this guy's going to have to put up some points and lots of shots on net because they're running into a red hot carry price and let's see how uh, vegas responds i think they were a little bit snake bit in the last game bad calls against them let's call it out for what it is a ref that was a horrible call in overtime also grubauer played great but he also got lucky if you watch the game there was a lot of bars there so i expect the vegas golden knights they're going to throw everything at these guys full capacity in vegas for this game great series meaning we got some two games tonight but they're awesome games and uh yeah let's make some money buddy Listen, uh, that penalty in overtime was Brutal. absolutely trash. It was. I, it was trash. I mean, I watched the entire game, and they were letting everything go. They yep. were letting most go, and then in overtime, uh, with Brandon one hand on his stick and a slash, like he, he, Riley Smith wasn't preventing a goal. Like there was no mm-hmm. scoring chance on that play. So just keep your whistle in the pocket. It's it's just oh, man, it really did frustrate me. And when's the last time that? you know, we saw Colorado get outshot. They were outshot at five and five in that game, 35 to 13. They were dominated. Like Vegas brought it uh, a little bit of puck lucky, right? For Grubauer, but that penalty was just, it was infuriating, man. I was, I was very frustrated watching and you and I chatted before we were on Vegas in the puck line in the under, we already yep. had it. It didn't matter. Exactly. We were frustrated <laughs> from a betting standpoint. It just from like an NHL, like these two teams are playing each other. And I just, I just don't like to see the refs, you know, be the reason that a team wins in overtime. And that clearly was the reason Colorado's power play is unbelievable. And they went on the PP and they scored. Um, I do want to get your thoughts though, on the Leafs, um, yeah. I, because you guys are both Leaf guys. We, you and I were both on them. Um, they, they hey, collapsed yet again. I just, we I said get, one thing go from here. We're not going to be pulling the Craig button four games. We said it was going to be a tough series. It's probably going to, I thought it was going to go six and a lot of people like seven. Like I didn't think Montreal was a pushover. You talked about the games that they had. They were a tired team during the regular season. They never had their full uh, assignment of players. Also with the new coach, lots of moves. They had Carey Price not playing his best hockey. Allen stepped in and in my opinion, did a pretty good job. Jake Allen, he's a guy that I like, but now you're running into the hottest goaltender in the league. Here's the thing about the Leafs. I don't want to be like everybody else, like, but the bottom line is there has to be a second gear. When you play sports in the regular season, that's one thing, but in the playoffs, it's different. And you can look at guys like Nathan McKinnon and they just, they have other gears. They can take their teams on their back. I have no problems with Austin Matthews in a regular season. Mitch Marner, he's a guy's a ghost. You know, you talk about the heart of a grapefruit or the heart of a raisin. And right now I look at the Leafs and I hate to say this, but when I look at them, meaning other than like, I don't see them as like tough men like Ryan O'Reilly and the rest of these guys, like you need the playoff grit that I still think they lack. I think Muzzin was a big loss to their blue line, but it's just one of those things. Their stars didn't show up. Nylander and Jason Spezza were their best players. That can't happen. That can't happen. If you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, Matt and I are used to disappointment and here, the bottom line is, you know, it's just, I'll give Montreal credit. Montreal is a team that got better all the time too. It's not just about the Leafs choking. Montreal became a team that looked horrible and better and better and better. They ramped up. These Canadians now mean you're like nothing like they were at, like at the regular season or at the start of the playoffs. They are a team peaking at the right time. They got each other's backs and it's scary right now. You know what? The Leafs, they just got to get tougher though. They need these guys like, you, you have to have a different gear. That's the way I look at it. Uh, the loss in on to Muzzin, I, Jack Campbell played great. He Nothing did, yeah. on the goaltender. If you think it's his fault, you weren't watching the games, but 
you know what, Meany, I don't know, you, you play hockey at a pretty high level. I just look at this team and I say, you know, there's just something missing there. And it just comes down to, I guess, will and toughness. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's why I want to have that conversation. Like, I'm, I'm really not trying to troll you guys. I just don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I, we could never have predicted that Tavares and Muzzin were going to leave. I mean, with That's those true. guys at full, house, full health, we could say, you know, maybe, maybe this series does go differently. But I think we do have to give a little bit of credit to the Canadians. I thought they were better in game one. I thought mm-hmm. they were better in game five. I thought they were better in game six and yep. game seven. Now, halfway through game six, the Leafs turned it on, especially in third period and overtime. That could have been over if it wasn't for Carey Price. But the thing that shocked me the most in that series, and, and in looking back, and, and you guys know that I'm a Canadians guy here, and I, I don't bet with my heart at all. I still think, to this day, the Leafs are the better team. Yes. We've had this conversation numerous times on this show that maybe Montreal is the better playoff team. You look at just both sides, and the Leafs not being able to get over that hump, and space not being there, and time not being there in the playoffs. It's not a random Tuesday and a back-to-back playing – you know, a backup goalie, you know, it's, it's not the regular season. It's different. And these guys need to show up. But I look at some of the Leafs moves and what they did in Dubas and, you know, bringing in Thornton and bringing in Spezza and bringing in guys um, who have, you know, have had experience in Thornton, but then the other side, Montreal did the same thing, but all of the guys that they brought in had been there before in one cups to Foley, Edmonston, to Harry, exactly. Stahl. Those guys had all the, the pedigree in the playoffs. I don't know where the Leafs go. I have no idea. But the thing that shocked me the most, and I want to bring in Matty Best here, is the effort level. There was, I was shocked that it wasn't there. It didn't seem to be there. The urgency, fine, go to game six and there's fans in the Bell Center. You got to expect that Montreal is going to come out hot, and they did. And the Leafs turned it on there. But game seven, they almost played like they were – I felt like they yep. played scared. I felt like they played nervous. They were afraid to go into the corners. They were shying away from some of the hits that they took from the entire season. Maybe that built throughout the entire round, a seven-game series. Nobody had more hits in the regular season than the Canadians. Maybe that had something to do with it. But I felt like this team was playing a little fragile. So I have no idea where they go from here. Maddie, a lot of people talking about trading Marner. I think you, just, you, you have a, a terrific talent in Mitch Marner. He makes 11 million. That is the problem. He hasn't scored a playoff goal in what 17, 18 straight games. That's the issue. I don't think trading him is the answer. You have to try to find it, find a way to make it work with him. But Matt, where do the Leafs go from here, man? It's tough because you think about, like you said, all the offseason moves. They addressed the grit. They addressed addressed the depth. They brought in David Riddick to be that extra backup goaltender. They bring in Nicky Felino. They have Wayne Simmons. They have Joe Thornton. They have Jason Spezza. And you think, okay, they finally have all the grit that thing that can get them past the first round. And then they don't. People are comparing this to the Boston collapse and saying, like, oh, how haven't they learned? Well, they haven't learned because this is a completely different core. So that argument is just completely invalid. To me, if you're trying to look at this like half glass full, maybe this devastating exit is what makes them a harder playoff team next year. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the actual adversity that they needed to face. That's half glass full. Half glass empty is here we go again. This is exactly. the same shit over and over and over again. And how the hell do you fix it? Because Dubas tried the avenue of bringing the grit, bringing the toughness, bringing the guy who immediately shit talked your team two years ago and said they were so easy to play against down low. Like he addressed as much as he could. So I really don't put this on Dubas because he basically listened to what every single media member in Toronto said to do. 
And that was to bring in the tough guys and to bring in the experience. And he did it. And they didn't pay him back whatsoever. With Mitch Marner, you can't trade him right now. You trade when their value is normal or when their value is high. If you trade Marner now and he goes off and scores 100 points in a regular 82-game season, every Leaf fan will look at Kyle Dubas and be like, what an idiot. But those are the same Leaf fans that went, yeah, we got to trade Marner right now. And the third thing is don't burn your jerseys. You're just an asshole yeah. if you do that. That's so stupid. And people say, well, it's my property. I can do what I want. It's like, yeah, you can. It's a free country. You can do whatever the hell you want. You just might know want it you, back one time. Yeah, j- just know <laughs> you look like a complete asshole doing that. Uh, but there to answer is, your question, we'll like. this Leafs topic, but the bottom line is this, Meanie. It's like, when does the disappointment stop? And But the thing, it's also another thing is like people look at these guys like a Colorado franchise. They're above average, but they're not great. They're not as good as Boston. They're about, you know, the Islanders will beat them down in a series due to toughness. Carolina is better than the Leafs. Florida is better than the Leafs. The Tampa Bay Lightning are better than the Leafs. There's this perception of like when you, when you come up with odds at the start of the year and then the third choice, that's a joke. That's a straight up joke. They are not the third best team in the national hockey league. They're closer to like nine. So, you know, or, or even deeper. Like, so don't, don't tell me about these guys being one of the best teams in the league. They're okay. But they're yeah. still not as good as these other teams, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, better than they are. Yeah, I think I think to be honest, they're slightly overrated. Just yes, yeah. Um, from a Vegas standpoint, there there's really no question that they are. Uh, yeah, we can move on from them. I think yeah. the, the thing is the contract for me, and you see. I mean, you see teams like Tampa, and I know taxes are different and things like that, but Hedman and Stamkos and Kucherov, Kucherov taking that bridge deal, when he got 4.75 for two years or whatever, that guy should have got 9 or 10, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he took the bridge deal. Marner didn't take it, and now I feel like they're strapped for cash. Uh, Frank Cervelli was on the Daily Faceoff podcast talking about how Hyman reportedly wants uh, six plus million, offered five one six. <laughs> like, come on, right? You I got, like and Hyman. Then you, McKinnon, you, <laughs> you like Hyman, sure, but are you giving yeah. him six? No, no, no. McKinnon, no. And McKinnon's talking about how he's willing to take a discount because he wants to keep the core together yes. and be competitive. That's the type of stuff. Uh, unfortunately, that does, doesn't seem to be happening in Toronto, and they're strapped for cash now. I mean, Riley's going to need a new contract in another year or two. Uh, what are they going to do on defense? Are they going to trade one of those big guys? So it, another season of just uh, full questions. I feel like a fool. I apologize to FTN betters, uh, subs forever. I was like Leafs after game four, like as brutal as Montreal was, I was like yeah. Leafs five, Leafs six, Leafs seven. And I wish I didn't have the blinders on because I could sit back and say, okay, one team is built for the playoffs and they are used to winning the, the game sixes and the sevens and the upsetting and one team can't get over that hump. But uh, here we are in round two and we're talking about Montreal and Winnipeg. And that that's yeah. a surprise to me because I thought we'd be talking about Edmonton and Toronto. So let's just get into tonight. I didn't want to tick you guys off off the top, but I wanted oh, yeah. you guys, you guys Never. are just honest leaf guys. And yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on it because yeah. I'm hearing all kinds of nonsense. No, no, it's, there's, there's a lot of nonsense going on, but here's the thing. If you can get a defenseman like Seth Jones, we'll start talking about giving away top assets, but anyway, sure. let's move on. Let's move on to sure. uh, Montreal and Winnipeg tonight there, Meanie. This should be a great game, buddy. Want to get your thoughts. The Canadians are hot. It's hard to get in front of these guys. Yeah, they're feeling it right now. They're playing some of their better hockey. I, I think they look like the team that, uh, you know, in the first month of the season when they were healthy and they had some of those pieces and they had strong goaltending and, you know, people were t- calling them juggernauts, which they're not. Uh, <laughs> juggernauts. But they are playing their their best hockey right now. You said it. They're getting strong goaltending from Cam's uh, – from Cam. I was going to call you Cam. <laughs> from <Stewart>. Cam Talbot. <laughs> Cam Talbot. Uh, they're getting strong goaltending from that guy. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah. Carey Price. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And their top four defense have – they've been really good. I've been impressed with them. They're eating up a 
lot of minutes. Uh, Weber, Petrie, Sherratt, and Edmondson, they're playing good, and they're getting um, strong defense from the Deneau line, who, you know, mm-hmm. held Garner and Matthews to one goal in seven games. So tonight, it's basically a pick em. You can get the Habs at uh, ftnbets.com using that free parlay calculator at plus 100. Uh, the total here is 5.5, so no Mark Shifley. We kind of just talked about that off the top. He's not going to be there. He got four games uh, for that camp. Surprisingly. That suspension. Thoughts. Yeah, surprising because you normally don't see a superstar, especially in the playoffs, get that kind of treatment in terms of just four games. Yeah, they like me and Blessing are our show what we talk about. Like we're knuckle, knuckle dra- dragging Neanderthals who still enjoy hockey fights. And hey, I like big hits. Like Cal Clutterbuck laid out Carlo last night. That was a clean yeah. check. The yeah. thing that I look at the, the Shifley plays, it's an end-to-end play. I can understand people can say he can go for the poke check, but I think a lot of people, I think it was bad, but a lot of people, more people think it was worse, I think, than what I thought he was going to get a game or two. Uh, I, I, I think just because it was a straight-up charge and he laid him out and it just looked bad. And in today's hockey and the softer world that we're living in, it's a suspension. Some people called it egregious, like one of the worst plays they've ever seen. Slow down. You don't even <laughs> yeah. you, do you watch hockey games. When you hit a guy from behind and almost break his neck or, 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 or try to break a guy's leg is worse than that. It, looked, it looks a lot worse than it was. I'm surprised at NHL's safety department. I thought he'd get a game two max. The fact that they're giving him four, they were listening to people in the uproar meaning. I don't know what you feel about it. I think one or two would have been fine, but. That's my opinion. Yeah, I th- I thought one. I thought maybe. One. I thought maybe t- maybe two. two I did max. not think four. I did yes. not think four. I'll say that. Uh, it, it's a tough play because he is skating back to try to prevent a goal. He was clearly frustrated, though. If you he watch was. the game, and you're just watching that highlight and you think, okay, wow, he's not moving his legs. He stopped skating at the bottom of yep. the circle and he just kind of blew him up. Uh, I think he could have prevented the goal with his stick and that was part of it. And you could hear that in the explanation from the NHL and that he could have prevented the goal and he clearly just wanted to blow up Evans. Uh, But he was also frustrated in that game. And I don't know if you can count that, but that's why he wanted to blow him up. I mean, he just had a, a, a couple minutes before that, he just had something with former teammate Sherratt where he just absolutely lost his mind. He was agitated the whole game. Mm -hmm. I like to know not giving him any offense. So he was frustrated Uh, and it's a big loss because He's he led their team in ice time. Yeah, he does so much for them offensively, and I don't know if Paul Stassi is going to play in this game. They've got nothing from Pierre Luc Dubois. Uh, I don't think really at all since the trade. He's been underwhelming, uh, in my opinion. And they lost Dylan Demello, who's on that top pair. Uh, M- Matthew Perot and Adam Lowry left at moments in that game. So. This is uh, all of a sudden it's kind of turned a little bit, but I think we'll see a much better effort from the Jets here. They hadn't played a game since May 19th, so they were off for a lot of time. I know Colorado was off, but they're just a different beast, right? Uh, but at five on five, Cam, this was a game that was just heavily uh, dominated by the Canadians. Shot attempts in their favor, uh, shots on goal in their favor, scoring chances uh, in their favor, and they had seven more high danger chances at five and five. Do you think the Jets bounce back here? I don't think they do i think they're i think they give a better effort but i think they're in trouble hi everybody i'm mark shifley for clamato if you want a caesar come down and see me i like the works (laughs) <laughs> dude will be sitting on the couch for the next four games with that caesar hey everybody have you tried the works in your in your clamato anyway yeah you're gonna be sucking back some clamatos anyway i don't know what you're gonna do you can't step in front of montreal right now i look at the jets obviously a better effort meanie uh yes. but i can't st- i can't get in front of montreal they're the plus 100 team here carry price is feeling it it's tough i think it's going to be a very tight game but i got to take the dog in montreal here the total it's interesting like 
Yeah. And the Jets, you brought up a good point, and I think don't think people talked about the weakness of the Jets' defense. We could have been making uh, margaritas and clamatos in front of the net. Like, Connor Hellebuck was sitting there. I'm like, where the hell is the defense? Like, it was unbelievable. Like, for a playoff game, I'm like, you a forward cannot have that kind of time in front of them. I don't blame Hellebuck. Those were tic-tac plays, like, bing, 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 and they score goals like that. The Jets' defense has to be better. They hung them out to dry in that game. Sure, you're going to have to get some goals. You're going to have to shoot – on Carey Price and try to get a guy in front of the net and get some deflections because if he sees it, he's going to save it. Right now, I look to the Montreal Canadiens, meaning total at five and a half. I don't know what to do. I'd probably lean under with the goaltenders, but I like the Montreal Canadiens as a dog. Yeah, and and the the Jets defense has to be better, but I don't think it can be. Like this is the yeah. team that this is what we talked about all year. They were top three in, in just giving up high danger chances and scoring chances. Nobody had given up more high danger chances or scoring chances in the first round. Same deal here in the second round. Nobody has given up more. And it was Hellebuck who had an unbelievable what is it, it was a nine fifty save percentage in round one and yeah. three games in overtime. He was able to stop everything. His save goal saved above expected average was number one in the NHL in the first round as well. He He's been the reason. And then they lose DeMello, who's, yeah, I mean, he's not a, a great defenseman. He's not fantastic, but he's he plays in the top four. He's in the top pair. Now what are they going to do? They're going to put Jordy Ben in there. So yeah. I, I don't think the defense is going to get any better. Like there's, when I look at both teams, I think it's almost a wash when it comes to Price and Hellebuck. They're, we can call it a wash. The I think Price group, is a little bit better, but yes, it's close to a wash. Okay. And yeah. and then the Fords group, I think we got to give the the advantage to, to Winnipeg. They got more yes. snipers. Yes. But the defense, I Montreal. think there's a massive difference here. I agree. Absolutely. There's a massive difference. So I think there's a little bit more structure. I, I, I lean with the under as well. I had the under in game one is completely wrong there, but Cam, I was looking back at all the games between these two teams and you would think with the goaltending that we would have seen a lot of unders. I know. Six three two one four three seven one four two four three four two five nothing five three. So eight of the ten games we've seen at least six goals, six goals uh, between these two teams. But with that huh. said, I think I'm leaning under five and I'm, a half here. I'm leaning under too. Like Montreal yeah. doesn't want to get into a track meet tonight. They no, know they, they even don't, better. They don't play they, that way. They know they have a better defense, right? So you sc- yeah. score the first goal and you play good systems. Like what do they do in the Leafs in Game Seven? I'm like, wow. They're just shutting these guys down. We talked about the lack of effort, but Montreal's defense has really, really picked up their game. They score first. That's big problems for the Winnipeg Jets. I'm going to take Eileen under two, but I got to take Montreal Meany. I'm riding your Habs again. I like them in this series. A lot of people just assume that the Jets are going to walk all over these guys. Well, it's not that simple. Montreal's on a heater right now, and they're peaking, and that's a, that's a scary thing. Once you start to love the guys you're with, you got their backs, and they just seem like a family out there that's having fun playing hockey and playing at an intense level. Yeah, I mean, they all came out there for Evans, and it was heated. I've never seen Weber so heated. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, especially with Joel Edmondson's comments, like if he doesn't get suspended, we're going to take care of him, like that kind of yeah. stuff. I don't know. It could get real nasty if this does go seven. I was on the Canadians in seven. Uh, I still feel like this this is this series is not over. There's no question. Montreal yeah. has a history of of upsetting teams and then kind of flopping in the second round. I think we'll see a strong effort, but I'll lean here with uh, the Habs in the inner. From a shot prop standpoint, uh, I'm looking. I mean, books have Connor and Ehlers pretty. Juicy. So you can find Nikolai Ehlers uh, at a decent price at two and a half. I think those are the guys for Winnipeg. I would go with them. I don't think you can really trust any Montreal players. I mean, Gallagher does seem like a bit of a shooter at two and a half. I could maybe get behind him. Suzuki in some spots is one and a half. What a phenomenal goal. I thought he scored the other day. Mm-hmm. He's been um, great. But one and a half, like you can't, I don't think you can trust a Foley um, or Suzuki to get to those shot props or even, um, even Caulfield. So I just, I would go with the Jets guys. 
And as we transition over to, to Vegas, uh, what worked out on Wednesday was riding Ehlers with Theodore and Connor with Petrangelo. Those were two parlays that hit. I think that's what my focus is today. The two, the two Winnipeg snipers that are going to be shooting, going to get a little bit more extra ice time. Shifley likes to pass a little bit more on that power play too. So we could see a power play for the first time all year that has Connor and Ehlers on it together. Mm. So I think that is, um, uh, that's a boost for those two guys looking forward. Uh, okay. So, I don't think there's anything really else to add from that. Let's go to uh, let's go to the next one here, Colorado and Vegas. Ooh. Yes, the Avs are up two games to nothing uh, in this series, and I, I like I like I said, I thought that I wasn't really surprised, and I'm sure you had the same mindset that we were going to see a strong effort in Game Two from Vegas. That's the thing. Like people are just lining up to bet Colorado. I'm like, no, I'll take Vegas on the puck line, a little sprinkle on the money line. And hey, Meany, we got it done in that game. Here's the thing for people that didn't watch that game. Vegas was the better team in game two. We're telling you, they got hosed on a penalty call that cost them the game. They're at home, full capacity of fans, desperate down two to nothing. Like Carolina needed to beat Tampa Bay. They found a way to get it done. It was ugly, but they got it done. Vegas, on the other hand, I think it's going to be an opposite. I think they come out in the first period. I like Vegas first goal in the game. I like Vegas first period. If you want to attack it that way, I know you play more props than I do, but I've been doing this a little bit more now thinking what team needs the first goal. Like last night, Carolina first goal. They got to score first. They get the first two. Tampa gets two. They win in overtime. Thanks to Ajo. Thank God. Thank you. I know. I needed that so bad. You have no idea. I won me a parlay. I was like, thank you, Carolina. If you lose tonight, I'm going to snap. And by the way, how about Rod Brendamore with the stones of going to Morazic? I agree. I agree. And Ned didn't play bad. It wasn't Ned's fault. You guys lost two to one and two to one. That's not on the goaltender, but big stones by Brendamore. And here's another thing. I have a message for Tampa Bay and their fans. I don't understand this team. And I've been talking about it. Kucherov is one of the dirtiest players in the league. This guy is a nasty slew footer. Why isn't the NHL referees watching it? Every shift he tries to break somebody's legs and eric chernak has the dirtiest elbows in the league they yes. are a dirty 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 hockey team and i'm gonna put it at that right and, i don't and know you if know you agree me, but i agree the they are the worst dirtiest team and no one talks about it duty dude dude duty dude no one talks about it at all you I got know. me amped. you got me exactly. fired up. Man, I, you. I saw two live i saw two habs and bolts live games at the bell center they're unreal and i saw this the crap behind the scenes. Oh, I know. I've said this numerous <sighs> times. I think Kucherov is one of the dirtiest players Actually, in the, the entire league. The dirtiest. He yes. is the worst. He, I've said this so many times. He is such a baby, too. The I series know. against Tampa Bay, well, remember, he got suspended, right? Why did he get suspended when t- when, against Tampa? Against Columbus. When Columbus bounced him in the first round, and then they had the revenge the, the following year, he was so chippy in that series where he got suspended. The same thing I saw last night, the hit on, what was it? Was it on Pesci or was it on? He did it um, like twice. He did it on <laughs> twice. He got the penalty, um, the which I think towards the end of the third, yep. which would lead to a couple, which led to the goal. Was it the overtime goal? It was the overtime goal that led to Ajo, his goal, where he was, who was holding onto the stick and he was hooking somebody right kind of in the midsection. And then he's complaining to the ref before and after it was already done. Yeah, he is a chippy, chippy hockey, hockey player. I've seen it live in person behind the scenes the slew yeah. foots are absolutely honestly wild. if i was somebody on carolina i'd rearrange that guy's face i'm sick and tired of seeing tampa bay and stuff and everyone oh you're good yeah yeah they're a great hockey team and i love point i love Kalorn. i love all those other guys in the team yeah. kucherov you're a dirty prick He's and you got to stop doing that stuff like he yeah. i can't believe the refs aren't even onto this thing remember the sabers 
when they played these guys, it was up in, uh, what was ever Sweden for that European tour. Soroka never played another game in his career. He was a good player for the St. Louis Blues. They ended his career. Chernak's out killing guys too. Yeah. Like I, And it was not clean. Like, I'm just saying, yeah. like, they basically like just slapped around the Sabres like it was an MMA fight. Like they got away with everything. Anyway, I'm just happy Carolina won. Uh, Meanie, let's get back to business. Sorry, I didn't realize this was ripping Tampa Bay Lightning radio, but I like the Lightning players, but I do not like Kucherov. And guys, pay attention to this guy. He is a cheap shot artist. Next, the Golden Knights. They got to get it done tonight, Meanie. Big game. I'll take first goal and I'll take first period. I'm all I'm all in on Vegas. And hey, Grubauer's been good for Colorado, but I think they solve them tonight. They get a little bit of puck luck. Stone and the rest of the leaders on this team. I think Alex Tuck's a guy that I'm looking at. I think he could have a big game. I like Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about the total. Maybe over. Uh, you don't really want to get into a high-scoring affair with Colorado, but it's one of those things where I think Vegas kind of explodes early with a couple goals and you know, you're not going to keep the avalanche off the scoreboard, but the big play to me is the avalanche are favored. I get it. Everyone thinks they're unbeatable. Vegas is still a damn good team. Give me the home dog. I'm surprised. I think the wrong team's favored. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Colorado is just going to be favored the, the rest of the way. That's yep. just what it is. Like they're just going to be favored no matter what. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's always only two games. We can, we can talk about other things. I mean, you do have me fired up about Kucherov. Uh, yeah, I'm just so a- I'm so nobody angry. Does, yeah. Like I say these things, and like I do the show game, but like no one no one responds to me. It's like, don't you guys see how dirty this guy? I see he's it. So dirty. I've seen it. I've seen it for years. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's nasty with his stick and this and skates. Like he does yeah. a lot of things in the lower half of your legs and stuff. Like yeah. refs be on this guy. He's a real. I know, I know, I know. Um, as for, I want to get your yeah. thoughts on what Vegas did in game one, uh, starting Robin Leonard. Was this a case of Flurry playing, um, you know, a lot of games, seven games, maybe being tired, a little bit older? I'm sure if he asked him, he would have yeah. been wanting to play game one. But I was looking into the numbers against Colorado. So before the loss in game two, he was four and three against them. He had two shutouts. He had allowed two or fewer goals in four games. And five of the games, five of the seven that he had started had gone under the number. So here we are now he's four and four against the Avs, two or fewer and four, three or fewer in seven of the eight. So he's limited the best offense in the NHL, three or fewer in seven of eight. That's all you can ask for for a goalie against Colorado. And in six of the eight under, what was the deal with Robin Leonard in game one? Well, here's the thing, Meanie. Say me and you were coaching, right? Look how long it's been. Like, I understand Fleury's tired, but I don't like the move by DeBoer. It's like you got a guy that's been playing good. I, I get he's older, but Robin Leonard hasn't playing mean, meaningful hockey in a long period of time, and you're throwing him in against the best team? That's the problem. It's not like he played, like, a couple days before. It was a long layoff, and you're going up against the best. I don't. I didn't agree with the move at all, and I'm not just saying that in hindsight. Like, it's true. I was like, this can't happen. I like Leonard as a goalie, but, but meaning he came in there cold. He wasn't ready to go. And they also played a horrible game in front of them. There was a lot of factors, but you can't, you can't have a goalie with that kind of layoff, just stepping up. Okay, guys, I'm ready to roll. It's not like he played a couple nights before. That's the issue that I have. Yeah. I thought maybe they were just kind of like, you know, that saying throwing to the wolves, like Colorado was off forever. And then Vegas played that hard fought game seven. They probably, maybe they thought in the back of their heads, like, Oh no, this could be a very ugly game. Let's protect flurry here and just chuck Leonard in. But Pete DeBoer loves Leonard. 
Like the whole organization loves this I guy. Know. They went and acquired him. They gave up assets to get him. I get Fleury's a little older. You want a goalie of the future? Okay, fine. I think Leonard's slightly overrated, in my opinion. Yes. And then they lock him up and they give him that contract. And then last year, they wanted to ride with Leonard throughout the playoffs after Fleury had brought them to the Stanley Cup Finals, who has cups, is a first ballot Hall of Famer, yep. who's an unbelievable goalie. And they didn't want, even this year, to start the season, they wanted to ride Leonard. Leonard got hurt. They fell into Fleury. And Fleury is... a should be a Vesna candidate. I don't even know if he I is. agree. I it's Grubauer. Yes, he is. It's Grubauer, Flurry, and Vasilevsky. Yeah. And and I think he's been one of the better goalies in the entire league. He's been awesome. Uh, so I just think it was unfair. I was just thrown off with that. But me too. Um, Vegas in the over. I think to your point. I, you know, as much as these two teams have played under and tight, I think we are going to see just a very similar game. Uh, from Vegas that we saw in game two, a team that dominated the shot attempts 60 to 37, the shots 35 to 13, the scoring chances 23 to 18, the high danger chances in favor of Vegas as well, a little bit tighter, but uh, I think it's just, it's, you have to, right. They have to give their best effort tonight. Come out strong. I think taking them to lead after one is a good play by you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. First goal lead after one. We'll do both, but Hey, if Colorado goes in there and plays a perfect road game and wins, I get it. This, yeah, sure. That's why the line is, that's why they're favored, right? But yeah. this is the bottom line is this is Vegas' season. They go down three to nothing to Colorado. They're already toast. They're probably going to lose the series, but this is a must-win game. And I expect them, and I think they got snake-bitten game too, meaning they were the better team. If you watch the whole game, they should have won that game. So I'm going to come back to them at home, full capacity, game three. Give me Vegas, lean to the over. I like a lot of shot props in this game, but as I said, I'm going to stick with those two Winnipeg snipers and pair them up with uh, Petrangelo and Shea Theodore. But I think, you know, for those who are north of the be- uh, border or in the New Jersey area, Bet365, this morning I saw Max Pacioretty at 2.5. That's going to change pretty quickly. Uh, he had four shots, I believe, in the in the last game, and he's just going to be – he's going to be shooting. Yeah, he's got – He's only so he's only played three games and he's got four shots in two of the three. Uh, but I think you know Theodore. Theodore is just um, from a shot prop standpoint, he's hitting every single game but one. He's got sixty-five shot attempts, which is the third most here in the playoffs, and he's got uh, thirty-one shots on goal. So he's the guy that I would go to first. You mentioned Tuck. I think Tuck could have a a big game as mm-hmm. well. Um, but there's, I think all these Vegas guys are going to be shooting quite a bit. I would go to them before Colorado, but I'm also seeing. In some spots, Rantanen at three and a half. I don't mind that. And Kale McCarr at two and a half. Kale McCarr has been plus money here throughout the playoffs to just get an assist, as so has Landeskog. Those two, I think, are interesting if you want to go that way. Or Pacioretty, plus 175. Use the free prop shop over at ftnbets.com. You can get Pacioretty, plus 175, to pick up an assist tonight. It's pretty good. I know he's a sniper, uh, but an assist, I think, is uh, certainly doable. I don't know if there's anything really else to add. Matty, do you have any thoughts on either of these two games tonight? Uh, I like Vegas here for sure. I think Vegas is my favorite play, and I do like the under in uh, Montreal, Winnipeg. That's basically all I'm going to have tonight. Okay. Hey, uh, do you agree with my Tampa Bay rants there, uh, Matty? Oh, yeah, I love those dirty Tampa Kucherov. Bay rants. Yeah, like dirty, you guys said, Kucherov, Kucherov just slides yeah. under the radar. Yeah, yeah. I got Carolina plus 460 in the series, down two goals too. I have a lot uh-huh. invested in this damn team. And I'll tell you one thing, man. You better watch out, rest for what this guy's doing all the time. It's not just about my bets. Watch this team play and watch Kucherov closely. He's a magician, the dirty stuff that he does. That's all I'm going to say. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coward. I hedge the, the Hurricanes uh, Cup 
future with, with no, Tampa. don't call yourself a coward money's money man yeah huh. i did it with tampa i'm i'm a little concerned with carolina i was i am too slightly concerned heading into this series hey guys nashville gave them a go yeah Preds gave them locked a, on predator let's give go. predators some love <laughs> the they predators. Gave, they gave them a good go man they haven't had a lead that <laughs> i don't think that carolina's had a lead in a game since game four no like, they won the overtime games but they haven't had leads they haven't had leads yeah. in this series and they had uh, a lead. Well, they had the lead in the last game, but up until that, it, it had been a couple games of just playing from behind. But the reason I'm slightly concerned is I mean, Tro- Trocheck has Trocheck has to be healthy because all of a sudden now you have two thirds of that second line, which had been so good down the stretch. And you know, Niederreiter, who's done, if Trocheck yep. doesn't play, it, it leaves them a little bit thin. And then I think Vogel left yesterday. Yeah, it's a problem. So they 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 are all of a sudden thin up front, and Tampa's looking like you know the defending Stanley Cup champs. They just unfortunately yeah. Vasilevsky is just you know unfortunately I say unfortunately for us that had we're all in on Carolina. <laughs> yes. Vasilevsky looks awesome. Kucherov looks great. Slewfoot and everybody, but he does look good. Stamkos looks healthy, and Hedman yep. is playing more than anybody. It's true. It's yeah, true. Unfortunately, unfortunately <laughs> end of the sour need note. a couple stars on Tampa Bay to go down to even up the the series. I can't believe yes. Carolina's luck with the injuries too. But I know. Hey, kudos yeah. to Brenda Moore for uh, and Morazic. Yeah. That's that was a hard move to make because it wasn't it was. Ned's fault, and they got it done. At least they're back in the series. Yeah, I know Ned would have like. There's a couple goals I'm sure he'd like to have back, but he played Tampa great all year. He had a shutout against them. I think he played five games against mm. them and four of the five or two goals or fewer. Like, he had played good. You lost yep. two one hockey yeah, games exactly. in game one and game two. I mean, and you outplay them. But when you play game two and you only allow 15 shots and you lose 2-1, I think something needs to yeah. something needs to change a little bit. So, yeah, kudos to Brendan Moore for making that call. Uh, from a DFS standpoint, I am just playing Colorado and Vegas guys. But I am leaning more so on the side of, of Vegas here. I think that they come out hot. And, and they, they put a few pucks on net. I think they score from a defense standpoint. I'm really just, there's, there's four guys in my player pool. It's Makar, Theodore, Petrie, and Petrangelo. I think if you wanted to drop down on defense to maybe a Pionk or Morrissey, four, nine, four, seven, these guys should play well over 23 minutes. Uh, what? 22 minutes for Morrissey in game one. Pionk played 29 minutes. My goodness. Um, so that to me would yeah, Bianc, Bianc has got to be in the player pool. He's got points in three straight games. He could block four or five shots here with no Dylan DeMello. This guy could play a ton here tonight. So maybe drop down to him and save some cash. But I think the goalies to attack would be um, either Hellebuck or Carey Price. Are those Price. two for me? Price. Price yeah. is 7 9. Price is 7 9. Why not roll with uh, Carey there? And you could find some value if you want with these Montreal Canadiens guys. Like you could game stack Colorado and Vegas. And then you can take some of the cheap guys in Montreal, like Caulfield's 4-8, mm. uh, Perry's 3. Like, say what you want about Perry, but this guy's showing up. He's putting up points. He's only 3K. Kakanemi's got four goals here in the playoffs. He's 3-4. Uh, Tatar's most likely going to drop into the lineup here tonight for Evans. He's 3-8. He's going to play on that top line. So you can find the value in Montreal or Winnipeg if you want with Pierre-Luc Dubois, 3-8. Throw him in there and then just spend up on some of the Colorado and Vegas guys. Uh, any final words here, Cam? Yeah, I like to do my fun Friday parlay. So let's put one together, Meanie. Canadians, money line, Montreal under, keep digging, five and a half, Vegas money line, and Vegas over to over 12.2. So, yeah, we're talking over 12 to one here. I like that one. That looks good. Plus 12.27, solid. And let's get one without the total in that uh, Vegas game. So we will do this one to plus 579. Montreal, 
under five and a half in the Montreal game and Vegas to plus 579. Let's roll a couple parlays, buddy. Let's go. The Jason Kokrak monies, the Canadian monies, the Vegas Golden Knight monies. Let's have a great weekend and upgrade the meats on the barbecue, which I like to do. I hit the I hit the superstore hard, meanie, with the Coke Rack monies. Got some seafood, some rib caps, and finally, I didn't get the loser bag of scallops, but the big Nova Scotia scallops, the size of my bloody head. Yes, the bag. Give me more. Oh, buddy, I can't wait to have you on the East Coast. You'll be eating scallops oh. with uh, myself and, and Pat Mayo. Uh, nice, living large. Yeah. Uh, no, congrats to you on that big call. That is fantastic. Uh, Parlay Friday. Let's hit a couple. Any questions? Hit us up, guys. Uh, you can reach out on Twitter or here in the YouTube section if you have any questions. Cam, always a pleasure. Maddie, thanks as always for running this show as smoothly as you do. And uh, check out Maddie on the weekend as well. Mayo Media Network, man, pumping out content subscribe enjoy the hockey tonight have a great weekend and we'll be back on monday cheers